to the Owner to Owner podcast. My name is Felicia Harris, and I will be your host this morning. Now, you already know, owning a company is complex. There are a zillion moving parts. And when you bring employees into the picture, things get even more complex. Whether you have one employee or 10,000 employees, it can be even more complicated. That's where Everything HR come in. We do one thing, HR. We're human capital experts. We're problem solvers. We make things simpler. And this complimentary podcast will provide you with the latest HR trends. Whether you do business in your home state or across the United States, you'll be able to call in and talk with HR professionals about the issues that keep you up at night. But more importantly, you'll hear best practices from other business owners that have been in your shoes. And this morning is no exception. Today we get the opportunity to hear from someone that is very well known and is a health and lifestyle expert, Latricia Wright, who is the owner of Seed. And today our topic is providing a wellness program is good business because we know when we provide our employees with the essentials of just life, the basics, that enhances morale as well as boosts productivity. And so without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Latricia. I'm going to ask us to tell us a little bit about her and how she got into the nutrition business. And then tell us about Seed, and then we're going to dive right into providing a wellness program for your organization. And so, Latricia, welcome. Thank you, and good morning. I am an advocate for natural health and an educator and also the founder of Olive Seed. And this journey began for me at the age of 15. I, I lost my grandmother to diabetes and then I lost my father to a brain aneurysm. And at the age of 17, I remember saying that this will never be my life. I didn't know what a brain aneurysm was. Um, I was familiar with diabetes, but I wanted to know how I could prevent it. So my preliminary studies in natural health began at the age of 17. And I went on to study business, and then it came full circle again. I met my husband, who um, had nosebleeds and, and um, migraines, which is something my dad had before he passed. And um, after losing my job in the technology field, <clears throat> I um, started studying natural health. And so from 2002, I lived in Las Vegas, and I studied natural health, and, and here we are today opening a new center in um, the Rivertown District. And to give you a little bit of background about Olive Seed, Olive Seed is um, Detroit's first fully integrative wellness center, opening, as I stated, in Detroit in 2020. And we offer a variety of natural therapies, such as acupuncture, massage therapy, yoga, and meditation. And it also will have a demonstration kitchen to teach people how to prepare healthy meals for their mind and body. Wow. You touched on a note that actually had unnerved me already this morning and in and, and how challenges. I always talk a lot about life happens to everyone. And mm-hmm. we, I stop and I say, are we going to allow that challenge to define us or are we going to define that challenge? And obviously you chose to not allow that to define you, but take action with it. And for us that, especially in the African-American community, 
the high blood pressures, the nosebleeds, the aneurysms, and the diabetes, all of those things within our culture, especially for those that are, are you know, are older, our parents or something of that nature. Our grandparents, for some reason, lived and ate everything and did just fine. But from our, our parents and from our cultural standpoint, there are a lot of health things that we were not introduced to. And so we had to learn those things. And so I commend you for learning those things and actually sharing those things with all cultures and everyone from that aspect of it. So taking your tragedy and turning it into something tremendous is an awesome thing to hear this morning. Thank you. Um, so now when we talk about providing a wellness program is good business, what type of programs would you recommend for businesses? So it depends on the type of business and what their goal is. So if we're just speaking as a standard program, it could be cooking classes, just teaching people how to prepare healthier foods. And I usually start with lunch. If we're in the workplace, let's start with lunch. Here's how some healthy lunch options. And so I bring cooking classes to them or demonstrations and also don't consider our beverages as our, as our nutritional intake. So here's how you can have healthier beverages. So that looks like assessing the needs, seeing exactly what the, that organization wants to achieve. And before bringing on any, any programs, what, is, what are the employees interested in? Because you have a higher turnout or higher engagement when you bring something that they're interested in. So I want to know what are you interested in? What is it that you want to learn about? And how would you like to change your health? So it, it really is customized on what it is that, that the employer wants, would like to see and also what the employee is interested in. Okay. And so does it matter what their size of their business? Um, well, it, it does and it doesn't. So with smaller companies, sometimes it's harder to measure the, the rate of, of return because they are in a pool of, of, of health care costs. So we can't really measure the health care costs with them, but it is how the employees feel in the engagement and productivity increasing. So I, I try to work with corporations that have at least 25 or more employees. Okay. And so with that uh, employee base in mind, how I guess, can we take a deeper dive into like the cooking classes? What kind of things inside of the cooking class would they learn? Besides just cooking things healthier, what other tips that they can not just take from and utilize within the office, but even to take back to the home? Oh, yeah. So let's take beat stress with food. And so what that class does is take identify foods that help you to reduce your stress, as well as different therapies, breathing, you know, taking time for yoga. Here's some other things that you can do, but here's some things that you can prepare at home for your family. These are low stress foods. These are low inflammatory foods. So they don't cause as much stress on the body. And then I also understand that people are really busy today. And so cooking or, you know, it's, an, it's another chore. And so it's here's some easy, quick, sustainable solutions for you and your family. It extends more than just the employee, but it is for the entire family. Good, good. Because, and do know, listeners, that when you offer wellness programs, it also is something that saves you, the business owner, on your medical costs. A healthier employee, one that is learning to be healthy from the end, 
healthier on the outside as well, as well as they're more productive. And when you have a healthy workforce, you're able to reduce your medical costs that you have too. And so having things like um, a wellness program inside of your organization is awesome. Um, would you recommend that they have like a little snack station inside of their uh, organization that it be like healthy foods or something like that? Oh, sure. I mean, a healthy environment is very important to the success of, of, of any program. And so we offer tea programs, office tea programs. We offer, offer um, different options to put in the snack area or the snack machines, things that will help to increase productivity as opposed to put a toxic load on the body and also decrease productivity. So yes, that's very important. It is. Do you find that the employees or have you, when you uh, hear back from employers that have established wellness programs, what has it done for the morale of the organization and the employee engagement? Oh, wow. It's increased tremendously. I, I mean, when you have one person that starts to see change and then it becomes infectious throughout the organization and it's like, wow, well, she experienced this and so did I. People want to share their their successes. And so it, it, I've had great. Awesome. And so with that, with that success on it, what are, so after, you know, you come in and you do a wellness program for them, what are some of the takeaways that you leave them with so that they can keep this going? So I like to have multiple touch points. So it's not just a one-off. So each time they're left with something that they can do. And I like for them to be creative. And, you know, so there's spices that we talk about. There's different foods. So, for instance, with the um, low glycemic and the blood sugar class that I've done, we brought in jicama. And a lot of the employees had never heard of it or tasted jicama before, and I made it out of a fruit salad. But I also encouraged them to explore, look up other recipes and see how else you can incorporate this into your life. So it's just not one thing, one recipe, but to make this your own. What does it look like? What spices do you enjoy? And what are some that you've never tried before that you'd like to try? And so those are some of the things that I bring in for them to to experience, but also encourage them to do that on their own so that it extends further than just the workplace. How do we incorporate this into your home life as well so it becomes a lifestyle and not just this one-time program or this one exercise that you are a part of? So now is, is and, and you bring up a, a good point, a wellness program, this isn't something that's like a, a fat diet thing or something. This is more of a lifestyle change. Do you go into teaching the employees that from that aspect of it? I do. That's our first engagement. We talk about behavior modification because we have to change the way that we think about food and how it functions in our body. So if we look at food and as nourishment and look at it differently. So how does this food function in my body? What are, how does this make me feel? What is the load that it has on my body as opposed to how is this nourishing my body? How does this increase productivity? How does this increase my overall well-being? And so if you look at it from that standpoint, point, then we have more of a higher employee morale and, and also higher success rate as well. Okay. And so how, I guess, Changing the mindset um, of an individual, 
what tools can they utilize in order to do that? Because it, I mean, it really takes a lot for a person to realize that, okay, if I eat this right now, that's only short-term satisfaction. So do I want a little temporary inconvenience for long-term success? I mean, it takes a lot of willpower and a lot of training to get to develop that mindset. What are some tools or, or you know, tricks of the trade that, that you can advise the listeners? Um, because really, it's, it needs to start with the business owners to be an, an example for their workforce. Or at least if they feel that they can't do it all on their own, then do it together as a team um, and bring it in so you can have some, a support group. But what type of advice can you give them to kind of build up that willpower to move forward to make this lifestyle change? Well, first, making the decision to, to do it. Follow-through is, is very important, commitment and follow-through. But, but it starts with a conversation to understand why do you think, what are your thoughts about these foods? Because I've heard all kinds of things that, you know, nobody wants a healthy lifestyle, but I think people have their own thoughts about what that looks like. And that could be deprivation and I'm taking something from you that you really enjoy. And that's not what it's about at all. It's just about providing those nourishing foods that will help you to live your best life and to function as best as you can. So if you love chocolate, then let's look at cacao. Let's look at the benefits or let's look at dark chocolate. So it's not about a deprivation or removing things. And I think it starts with a conversation and understanding what are their barriers to to adopting a healthier lifestyle and how do we incorporate healthier things? Maybe it just starts with the beverage, as I mentioned before. Okay, I've heard people say, I don't care for tea. Okay, what are your thoughts about tea? And it may be some brand that they had that their grandmother had that was in a tea bag. It's evolved a lot since then. Let's look at berries. What berries do you enjoy? What fruit do you enjoy? And let's create something that you like that also has benefit. And so, again, it's, it's the customization, but also having those conversations to understand what are those barriers? Why are, why are you so reluctant to, to be this? Because a lot of times what our thought is what something is is different than what it actually is. That is so very, very true. That is so true. So now, um, what type of things as Alice, because I know that you have a location, um, is it just for groups, or is it also you also have programs for individuals? I do. I have programs for children, for adults, for families, and for seniors, and also for employees and employers. Yes, there's something for everybody. So talk to us about for those smaller um, companies um, that may not be at that 25 uh, employee group. What can they do? Can they come to your location? You're going to have a new location, I know, at the beginning of the year um, here mm -hmm. in 2020. Um, talk to us about what can they do on an individual basis there at, at your location. Oh, yeah. So as an individual, they can come, or even as a small group. And I said ideally 25, but if there's a group of five, um, if there's a group of two willing to work with anybody who and so they can come to the to the center and engage in our cooking and wellness workshops. You know, food is one of the greatest pathways to well-being. So there can be a series of cooking classes and wellness workshops to 
um, all customized around what their needs are and what it is that they hope to have assistance with. So if it's, I want to understand how to make quick lunches, then we put together a, a wellness workshop around that and cooking classes. So they can engage in massage therapy or yoga and meditation, which is a great way just to de-stress and, you know, to be present and more in the now. How do we, we're such high strong and, and high stress individuals today. We have to be here. We have to do these things. And so just taking a moment to breathe and enjoy the now is very important. So they can engage in the yoga and meditation workshops together or the cooking classes. So how would they go about getting a list of the the classes that you'll be offering? They will be listed on our website and also will be listed on our social media channels. Okay. And what's your website? It's www.olive-seed.com. Okay. And your social, do you have your social media channels? Yes, we're on Facebook as Olive Seed and LinkedIn as Olive Seed. Awesome. And so oftentimes I see uh, as we're going into um, businesses supporting them as from an HR standpoint, we see a lot of, of organizations where the employee engagement is low, where we have a lot of supervisors or managers that are stressed out. And we know that, as you just stated, you know, we get very busy and things just happen. And it's very easy as a business owner or manager or supervisor to put our health on the back burner um, because all these other things are happening. So we don't have time to go exercise or we don't have time to, to make a great meal or lunch. And so we're just grabbing whatever and not knowing that those things are actually, you know, affecting us from a productivity standpoint, as from a morale standpoint, from a motivation standpoint, as well as even from our thought process, being able to think very clearly and make decisions that's in the best interest of the business. Um, and as you, you stated that making lunch can be very tedious. What tips can you give the audience to simplify that preparation process for lunch? Well, one of the solutions that I will offer at Olive Seed is the community meal prep, where we come in together as a group, as a community, and prepare it together. Um, a lot of times, I think, I think it's just finding the time to do so and, and not knowing what to prepare. You know, there's so much information online. There's so much where overloaded with information. So where do I start? What's best for me? But to be able to do it as a community, I think, brings that social element into it and also accountability. Now, put meals together that you can easily prepare throughout the week, whether it's in a crock pot, in the oven, or something that's raw like a salad. But to have that prepared together as a group, I think, removes that that burden or that stress from it. And it also creates more, more um community and, and engagement with each other, which I think is very important. And you're not at it alone. We can do this together. We can take a few hours out of a Sunday to prepare our meal for the week together. And so for those who choose not to, then there could be recipes on the website or also videos. Here's how you can prepare an easy, inexpensive meal, but something that's also nutritious. 
But I think it just starts with that commitment. You have to put time away or aside to make this happen. Because if you always say there's not enough time to do it, there won't be. But making that commitment to your health and your well-being, I'm going to take this hour away on Sunday or two hours for my meal prep, at least for the first three days. And so it's that conscious effort or even identifying healthier establishments where you can go and purchase if you don't have time to prepare your meals. So just putting some a little bit of time in it and, and thought into it as well. But what we can offer is identifying those healthier establishments, providing healthier meals as well, because there will be a cafe in the space um, where you can come and get nutritious meals and snacks. But um, I think it's just that commitment of doing so. And that is awesome. You make me think about putting, it's, it's like a, a, a wellness spin inside of the office on a potluck. You know, and maybe everybody, mm-hmm. some one person brings something and another person, maybe one person brings the spinach, another one brings strawberries or berries or a protein or whatever, and we congregate together and put the salad together inside of the kitchen. You know, that's mm-hmm. one way to get us relationship building with each other, but at that same mm-hmm. time, sharing that preparation burden together and eating yeah. healthier together. That's, yeah. and, that, and not looking at it as a burden as well. Like I'm preparing this uh-huh. nourishment for my body for the week. I, I enjoy this. So even changing the language around it as well. And I think because if we look at it as a burden, then it will be like, oh, my God, cooking, <laughs> you know, who has time for it? But looking at it like I'm really putting together um, – time for myself to make sure that I'm the best that I could be. And that's that's a different way of looking at it. And then you go into it with a different mindset. You look forward to preparing it. I mean, I juice 15 pounds of carrots every single Sunday. I have to wash them. And, you know, that, that's a lot of work. But I look forward to look at the nourishment I'm putting in my body. You know, add a little garlic with it. So because it's, it's getting cold, I need to protect my immune system. But having those tools as well is very important. And that's where we come in. We, we provide you with the resources and the tools. And with this new location, which I'm so excited about, we're providing you with the spaces and the practices to do so. That's good. And so a lot of people don't know all of the benefits like you and, and you're, you're convicting me so much because I used to do the same thing with the carrots. I never would let a couple of days go by without juicing meat, having carrot juice. But a lot of us don't understand the benefits there inside of the fruits and the vegetables. And being able to get that information from olive seed is very beneficial. I mean, it's that in and of itself can be medicinal for a lot of ailments and different things that we may experience and not even knew it. And so we don't have to turn to, you know, the Aleve or the aspirin or the Tylenol for, for all these different things. That can actually be done just by eating the wellness or natural foods that we have in our fridge or we pass by in the grocery store every single day. That's true. And a lot of our programming is based on food and function. I think if people understand how it functions, we're able to identify our food by ingredient. I have a cold and you immediately know what are those immune boosting foods and herbs. And now you can prepare a meal that is more tailored to what your needs are at that particular time. And, and then even looking at it, what is my body, what minerals do my body need every single day? and preparing those meals and smoothies and beverages around that. And now you're providing those foundational nutrients every single day, again, 
preparing yourself for a better tomorrow. And that's what that's that's our, our main goal is really to create a community of vibrant and thriving individuals and being able it to is. do it together because relationship is so important. It is very important. And and knowing that when we have employees that feel good about themselves, in fact, what I have seen when employees are are really practicing or involved in wellness their morale and their self-esteem is goes through the roof. And so having employees that are, like you stated, when they're seeing results, is contagious because others will see it and, and realize, oh, my God, they're doing it the old-fashioned way. They're doing it by diet and exercise and taking care of themselves and realizing that we only get this one body. <laughs> And we have to take care of this, and because if we don't take care of it, the alternative is all these other life things that we can possibly avoid happening, um, or at least guard off or fend off as much as possible from happening. And so um, that in and of itself is extremely important. And so now we've come to almost the halfway point of the program, and so for those that have joined us, um, a little bit late. I want to try and do a little bit of a recap for you. Um, we have with us today uh, Latricia Wright from Olive Seed. She is a well-known health and lifestyle expert, and we're talking today about providing a wellness program is good business. And so I'm going to just ask Latricia to um, give us a recap as to her background as well as um, give us information about Olive Seed and how individuals can reach out to her for more information. So, Latricia, give us a little bit more about you. Sure. So, my background is in I started out studying um, herbology and then wanted to learn more, became a master gardener, and then um, started studying nutrition to become a nutritionist. Um, I wanted to understand the full area of, of living a healthier lifestyle. So from growing your own food and understanding herbs and how they they function in the body as well as nutrition. And um, I started Olive Seed in, in 2009 in Las Vegas and then relocated to Michigan. And, and Olive Seed is going to be Detroit, Detroit's first fully integrative community wellness center offering massage therapy, acupuncture, yoga, meditation, cooking classes, and a host of honest sustainable products. And um, we're opening in the Rivertown District um, the first of next year. Awesome. Now, I know one of the things that you do do, you offer these walks. Talk to us about these walks that you have. Oh, yeah. So it started because I, I missed the walks in Las Vegas. I used to walk every, I used to hike every Sunday. And I, I noticed how it cleared my mind. I was very focused on just the trail ahead of me, and I wanted to provide that here as well as connect with other individuals. And so there was a grant at the time for a walking clubs, and um, I thought Palmer Park would be a great place to do it. And um, my goal for the walking club was to get individuals who don't normally walk and those who may be retired and, and looking again for that relationship and social element. And I attracted a great group of people um, this this year was my fifth year doing it, and it really was to teach individuals, you know, 
that consistency, you can have change. And my goal around the walking is that you can't outwalk a bad diet. So I started monthly cooking classes. And so we incorporated cooking classes the first two years um, with, in addition to walking. And we had some great successes. And then the year, I introduced them to healthier restaurants so that they could, on their own, identify, you know, if they didn't cook or chose not to prepare their meal, where to find healthier, nourishing meals throughout the city of Detroit uh, or the Tri-County area. And then by the fifth year, they wanted me to cook again. <laughs> so we did a little bit of both. But just identifying those places and, and to be able to walk three days a week for three miles was a great way to build relationship while also toning the body and the mind as well. So um, I tried to get out of it this year, and, and they were still interested. So um, we, I'm still going to do some of the walking club, and I'm also thinking about doing another um, division downtown in the Rivertown district as well when we open down there. Awesome. And so when you, and all of that information they can find on your web, website. And when do you start those? Do you start them in the spring? Are they year-round? How often no, do you do the walking club? Okay, so they're not year-round. We do them um, usually from around May to September. So it's during the warmer months. And are they in the morning or afternoon or evenings? How, what time frames are they? They're in the evening at 6 o'clock. Okay. Okay. And then is there an end time or just, everyone just ends when they reach the three miles? Well, our goal is to end within uh, 45 minutes to an hour. But, you know, like I said, everybody is welcome. So if someone takes an hour and a half, then we wait for them and we cool down. So, and I usually walk with the slowest walker, so no one's left behind, and um, there's no pressure. I, all I'm asking is that you show up and, you know, we consistently improve, and we've done that. We had a couple of walkers, one of which he was 78, in the beginning couldn't even do a quarter of a mile, and within a few months was able to walk the 3.1 miles three times a week. So, again, wow. just commitment and follow-through, and I'll have seen myself, I'm there with you. My goal is to be with you no matter where you are on your journey. All I need is for you to show up and be willing to, to, to the process. That is so awesome. That is so awesome. So now, um, again, what is your website? It's www.olive-seed.com. Now, is there a phone number that people can reach out to you if they have questions? Sure. It's 313-757-0993. Awesome. And so now talk to us about, I'm going to just kind of revert back a little bit to the kitchen. And I know that you have a chef that, that actually has, has joined you. Um, what type of meals do you guys actually provide um, there when you're doing the cooking demonstration? Is it just the chef cooking or is he or are the people cooking along with the chef? Um, it depends on the class. We have a little bit of both, uh, but it, it, and it depends on the topic of the class. If we're talking about brain health, then we're working on foods that are high in essential fatty acids, you know, those brain-boosting foods, your blueberries, your avocados. Uh, a lot of times people are like, I've never had an avocado. I don't like the taste of it. So it's usually prepared in two or three ways to show you there's a different way. You can blend it in a smoothie and enjoy the benefits, or you can make guacamole, or you can do something different with it, you know, avocado toast. So the classes are offer a variety of 
solutions, you know, because if you don't like guacamole, then what other way can you eat it? Then let's let's drink it in a smoothie. And here's some other things that you can put with it, like pineapples that you can mask the taste if it's the taste that you don't like or the consistency. So we offer a variety of solutions. And usually before we host a class, there is an intake form, you know, so we understand, you know, what are your barriers? Have you ever tried this? Are you open to this? And, you know, do you prefer to drink your meals? Or, you know, and so from those questions, and then we develop a class. And so most of the classes are customized, although we do have some listed titles, they're all customized based on the individual's needs. Okay. Now, I, we had a question that came in for you, and the question is, uh, is the walking club concept something that businesses could add to their wellness plan? Yes, that is one of our, yes, it is. It's one of our, our benefits for our wellness program is that they can join the, their employees are more than welcome to join the, the walking club. So, yes, it okay. is, definitely. And then the second part of that is how how do they get started with joining the the, the walking club? That was the second part of the question. So it's listed on our website, but if we're engaged with the corporation, um, they we give that information directly to them to pass along to the employees, and it's also mentioned during our um, our wellness workshops as well and our corporate wellness programming. So they can do this as a as a team as well as as, a, as an individual with the walking. They can. Club? Yes. Okay. Good. And this, I would think that that walking club would be a great team-building exercise, even all of the wellness, be it for the cooking demonstrations um, from that aspect or even just one department to another department um, would be a mm -hmm. great team-building for, you know, different organizations. So if you can't do your whole organization, maybe just a department wants to do it. Are they able to do it that way, too? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we've done quite a bit of team building uh, cooking classes. And so one of which was a salsa um, program that we did. And we just provided the ingredients and, again, allowed them to do whatever and create whatever it is that they wanted. And we had judges for to try to see which one was the best. And they had to market it. And as a team, so what are the benefits? Well, how does this function in the body and why did you create this product? And and it was really cool. And I still hear today that people, I made salsa to go with this. So we have a, a variety of team building exercises as well with food, teaching the function and then having them to um, do a presentation to tell me what is the function of this food. That way the retention is there as well. Why did you create this product? Awesome. Awesome. And it's good to know about, like I stated, it's good to know about our fruits and vegetables and and the things that they add, you know, from a nutritional uh, value for our bodies. Um, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about, I mean, it, and I know that you've done a lot of demonstrations for a lot of different companies and organizations as far as even doing demonstrations inside of Whole Foods and things like that. What other places outside of Olive Seed that your Detroit location that people may be able to locate you or at least tap into your services? Um, so I, I've cut down now that I'm opening the new space, but I used to do them, I mean, at community organizations, corporations, people would bring me in for private cooking classes. 
So there was a variety. I don't have a schedule at this time because I'm preparing for the opening and then that schedule for the center will be listed on the site. But I've done cooking classes throughout the metropolitan area. And so with the with the cooking classes and all those, are there organizations that perhaps they can tap into um, as well that you may have affiliations with that they also may have, as a business may have affiliation with? and tap into your services? Yes, yeah, so I serve on the board for the first responders for fitness, and so our first responders are able to tap in through that network, and I'm in talks now with the Chamber of Commerce, so hopefully that will also be an avenue that people can tap in with that affiliation and um, hear my talks and demonstrations. Awesome, and so just to, as we go into our, their, uh, their, our last segment portion here, are there any other, I guess, tips that you would provide or, or provide to business owners on getting started with the program? Like how should they, what's the best way to announce the program? What's the best way to, I guess, stir up participation and, and see what interest that employees have with it? Um, that you can provide to business owners? So in the past, what I've did, I, I've created based on the conversation that I've had with the employers and what their goal was, um, wellness goal for their employees, is created a marketing tool for them to email. And so usually we start out with something that, like how to beat stress with food. And when they come to those workshops, so there's marketing materials built around that to send out to the employees. And usually we have a great turnout just for that. And a lot of people want to know, how do I reduce my stress? And then from there, there's um, intake forms and questions that are given to the employees as we move forward. So the programs aren't in a can, if you will. I don't already have them prepared. Here's my 12 that I'm going to offer your team. Here's some topics around that. But based on their responses, the employees, once that initial engagement, what is it that you're interested in that I create the, the subsequent programs based on their response? So we have high engagement. And, you know, sometimes even I've been invited to an organization back for a different department because the employees were talking to other HR managers or managers that you should bring her in because of this. So I've gone into a corporation and I've gone to four different departments based on just what the employees from one department were saying. So again, it's the customization that we offer and it's also listening to the needs of the employees. It, it does me no good to bring in what I think they should have. And then a lot of times you don't have that interest. If you look at um, platforms that are online, you know, people have to go there, they have to log in, and, and the rate is 2 to 5% of engagement, where I've been in workshops where we've had standing room only. So I think catering to the needs of the individual is key. And so we do that starting off with marketing materials, creating those materials off of the first program and engaging into what it is that they need. And so throughout that, then they tell their friends, and I've gotten other jobs with other corporations based on people from one group. So when you, I think, cater to the need, again, that's a higher morale, a more engagement, and even greater success to the program as well, because they feel like you're listening to them. It's not just my agenda. That's so true. So very true. And it's so important to, to listen to the employees because you don't want to be just, you know, 
darn out there wondering what will increase engagement or employee satisfaction, you want to know that this is going to be beneficial to your workforce. Um, and in return, it's going to make them more productive. Mm -hmm. And so one of the other things I wanted to ask about, how since these are customized, can the, when you're customizing these programs, um, are you customizing the, the, the length of time? So, for example, when we're going in and we're doing trainings or workshops, because of the makeup of the organization itself, we may not be able to do one great big workshop to have everyone because it would stop production or whatever. So do you design the programs around that people's schedule um, when you're creating or customizing a program? It depends on, on what it is that they need. If it's a lunch and learn, it's for one hour. If it's a half day workshop or a full day workshop. So it just depends on what we're coming in to do. So the one hours are usually just one hour, the lunch and learns. And then half days, we go from there. It just depends on how much information is the frequency and how often we come back. Okay. And so does some of the programs could tell basically like you may be back once a week or once a month or something like that, depending on your design. Are you able to do that? So they may have you out there once a month. Um, as follow-up or providing more information. So is it, it's just totally customized for that company and all the information that they're looking for? Correct. And typically we, we're out monthly. Um, we Our touch points are usually every month. But um, if it's needed for every week or, or biweekly, that's something that we can work out as well. Okay. And so when you're doing the monthly, do the employees have something that they're working on from month to month so they know the topics for the next month? Is it basically, oh, yeah, they you know? Do. Okay. Okay. So so the, the topic may not, but, but what it is, what I do talk to them about, and then I do create marketing material for the employee to send out. Um, but I take into consideration, you know, what's on their intake form or their feedback form, and we create a topic based on the, what it is that the majority of the folks are looking to um, their interest. And so um, I don't have a topic right then, but they understand that I will take into account what's on the feedback forms, and you'll have that within a week. So I take it back to my team. We go over it. We create the topic based on what it is. But usually there's an overall goal there if it's to, you know, de-stress de or if it's just to improve nourishment or performance. There's an overall topic, but our subtopic is usually based on what it is and the content, what it is that we receive from the feedback forms from the employees. Um, I have one other question that's here that's talking about your, your the intake form that you mentioned. Is that intake mm -hmm. form um, something that's confidential? Is, is it shared with HR or is it just shared with you? It's usually shared with me unless the – so I've sent some of the feedback forms to HR. Here are some of the, the things that you, you – know, if it has something more than just culinary – issues, it may be something deeper, I do share that with HR. Um, here's some other elements uh, that they may need assistance with. But if it's just something about around food, that usually is just with me and my team. Have you ever, as a follow-up to that, um, has there ever, um, I guess, an employee felt a little bit uncomfortable from a confidentiality standpoint? that they did not want their, I guess, employee to, or employer to know about certain issues or things on there, which 
I mean, I know for certain that someone tells you not to say something, you won't, because I know you, but they don't. (laughs) Yeah, I have one issue, and I usually tell them we take this back to my team, but I did have one issue that that stands out, and there was a a person that said that they were um, dealing with severe depression. And they wanted to know what kind of meals and foods that would help with that. And I thought, you know, just to make sure that this is not deeper than what I may conceive, you know, perceive it to be, I called and asked, you know, is this okay? They may have other um, modalities and other treatments that may be beneficial to you than just food. And this person was okay with that. So I do ask. I don't just share their information that they've given me on feedback form without you know, their consent. But I was a little concerned at the the language that was in this form that it may be a little bit more deeper than just a meal for to to alleviate depression. And so I did pass that along to their HR manager. Right, right. And it's 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 good. I mean I obviously and I can tell the audience that you are definitely one of those individuals that in my quote unquote support group where life happened, I feel absolutely comfortable confiding in you, knowing that I'm confiding in you and you're using your best judgment for my benefit or my good or for whatever person that you may be serving. You can definitely know for certain, beyond a doubt, that you are, Latricia is someone that is very much concerned about you and your well-being and making certain that you are the best you that you can possibly be. And so when it comes to confidentiality, if it's something that's in your best interest and you need to have it keep kept confidential, you tell her. She'll listen to you. She will talk to you. So, you know, employers, you don't have to worry about um, that side of it uh, from a confidentiality standpoint. If an employee encounters that, have them talk to her. But I'm sure that she will also let them, that employee know that because she's not there every day, you may want to have HR as a, a daily support because that's what HR is there for. They're there to be the bridge between the employer and the employee and making sure that you have the essential tools to function from day to day. And so the confidentiality, yes, it is important. But at the same time, making sure that you have the support that you need is equally as important as well. And so um, we're getting close to the closing or ending again. And so I'm just going to briefly kind of go through a, a little recap of the second segment or second half of the program where we talked about your walking club. And so for those that may be interested in it, again, because I can tell you I am definitely interested in starting on that one, and it comes up in May. We're right in the middle of an early winter here in Michigan, and so getting outside and walking sounds so very good, especially walking along the river. I mean, it, it does. It clears your mind. It allows you to think. Um, I was on my treadmill this morning, and I, I thought through a process that a client is having, and it was like, yeah, that will work. And so um, those breakthroughs can come through when you have a clear mind and everything is all set and you're relaxed. And so I am very much looking forward to that come this spring. And so tell us a little bit more about the walking club and how they can um, participate. So the walking club is 
based off what I've done in Palmer Park, is a great program for anyone. So whether you have, haven't walked in years, you're retired, and you're just looking to reconnect with others, is a great place to join. It's a great place for team building as well. And so we walk 3.1 miles three times a week. And um, you can find more information on that on my website or by signing up for my newsletter when it comes time for that and we start our new club in the Rivertown District that will also be sent out to our newsletter subscribers. So you can find that on olive-seed.com. And what, let's go over the benefits to the employer. So the benefits is, again, being able to have your employees engage with other people but also to help to tone the body and the mind. So it's that frequent and consistency. Walking improves, you know, there's many benefits to walking, high blood pressure, um, stress, de-stressor. There's, there's many benefits to that along with toning the body and the mind. And so um, it's a great way for their, their employees to, to build and to build relationships with others. It is. It is. And, and that's really what boosts morale. I mean, there are studies after study that shows that when we're able to build productive relationships, not those relationships that are toxic, um, they're in the workplace, that we have a very positive environment where everyone is very productive. Um, I always say that we are, we are a team that we trust each other, we believe in each other, um, we are a high functioning and performing team, and if you have a dysfunctional team, nine times out of ten, there is no engagement, no positive engagement, let me put it that way, um, mm -hmm. as to where individuals are, are feeling committed to the business and committed to each other. And relationship building this way um, with wellness it does that because people feel good about themselves. So if they feel good about themselves, they feel good about, you know, what they're doing. They feel good about you, the employer, have provided this benefit for them, and they're grateful for that. True. They're very grateful for that, for you participating in, you know, their overall well-being. I mean, it's not just something of them, them being more productive um, at work. Do understand. When you do leave work, you have more energy to give to those there in your personal life. You know, so when you go home, you, you're able to have a functional conversation with your spouse. You're able to have quality time with your kids. You so and, and have the time and, and energy to have relationships with your friends. And so being able to have create that work-life balance um, in your own fashion and in your own way, mm -hmm. but doing it in a way where you're fully committed and energized and, and you feel healthy and good about it um, is something that's, that's noticeable for yeah, everyone around it's you. Also, oh, I'm sorry. It's also been known to enhance your mood, so that's definitely true. You know, so being able to walk, it's a great way to de-stress. If it's after work, it's 6 o'clock, you get off work, you can leave it there. Let's walk in and pound it out on the pavement. And I forgot to mention also the cooking classes, so the monthly cooking classes, as well as another way for relationship building and also understanding how food and in our decisions around food, how they function in our body and how they also help us to perform or not, um, not perform. So that's another benefit of the walking club as well. 
It is. It is. You you really get to connect with a great group of people. You do. And 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 like I said, there's nothing like reducing turnover. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's having individuals come together for a common good. And basically, it's, it's also a way for employees to hold each other accountable. You know, you're, if you yeah. start going to the walking club together and, and you have this coworker that's there with you, you might not feel like going one day. And you have someone, a coworker there to say, come on, come on, you got to go. This is for our good. Come on. So you have someone to hold you accountable. Um, and and it, it's something that works for everyone. And so, and it only takes a little bit of time out of your day. And we have to learn, and, and I'm preaching to myself, um, to be good to ourselves, to, to yeah. take time for ourselves and realize that if we don't take care of our own selves, no one else is going to do it for us. And there's 24 hours in the day, because I surely did not feel like I did a recording of a podcast at 4 o'clock this morning. I'm, I'm the early riser, so um, I did a first podcast recording at 4 a.m. this morning, 4.30 this morning. And then after that, I'm going, oh, I don't feel like working out, because usually that's the time I'm working out. I'm like, I don't feel like, but then I'm like, okay, but you're on, you're going to do a program with Latricia, so you better be good to yourself. <laughs> get a practice with your priest, so go down there, go in that gym, get on that treadmill, and lift those weights this morning. And so that's what I did. I used all those tools to say, you got to be good to you, be good to you. Nobody else is going to be good to you, be good to you. So there's 24 hours in the day. There's no reason why we can't take out some time out of those 24 hours to do something for ourselves. Yeah. And so I thank you so very much, Latricia, for joining us this morning. And so as we come to the end of the program, I want to make sure that our listeners know how to reach you again. I know you're tired of me asking, like, okay, I gave that information out already, but for those that may have missed it, I want to make certain that they know how to reach you and where your new location is going to be. Give us the address of your new location. Um, and so for okay. those that I'm sure you're going to have an opening and all that other wonderful stuff, so how they can connect to a newsletter, to give us that information so that we'll know how to stay in contact with you. Sure. So our new location will be located at 3179 Franklin Street in Detroit and um, with a grand opening scheduled for next year. And if you'd like to attend the grand opening or like to learn more about our offerings, you can sign up for our newsletter at www.olives.com dot hyphen seed dot com. That's olive hyphen seed dot com. Telephone number is three one three seven five seven zero nine nine three. And again, Olive Seed is a wellness center with a demonstration kitchen. And our goal is to create a community of healthy, self thriving individuals and doing it together. Awesome. Thank you so very much for joining us this morning. And I highly recommend to all of our listeners, if you want to increase the employee engagement uh, for your organization, definitely consider starting a wellness program um, there within your organization. And like she said, it, it, she's, ideally she has 
25 employees or more, but she's willing to work with you even if you have two employees. Because do know that investing in the wellness of an employee, it really is good business. It really does help the productivity level of your organization. And so, again, I thank you for joining us today. Um, if you have any other questions, feel free to definitely reach out to Latricia. Um, if you have any questions for us, definitely feel free to reach out to us at support at everythinghrfs.net. That's support at everythinghrfs.net. And we thank you. Have a great day. And I look forward to you guys uh, joining us on next week when we'll have another special guest joining us. Again, thank you so very much, Latricia. And guys, have a very good week.